Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just kidding, there's no echo. To the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 117. I'm Sean, joined with me in the new studio, we have Tony Katz. Yes. And off-road, brand new microphone, Andy. Yeah, we're in the new building now, but I would not say this is a... This is not quite yet yeah. Tony's Take 3.0. I think no. we're like 2.9. Not even close. I would even go a little lower than that yeah, because I think we don't yeah. have. I think we are going to eventually get a new table where all three of us are going to be able to be at it, and uh, so that'll be really cool and whatnot. And then also, there's just a bunch of. It's basically like we're almost in the garage, except it's a lot nicer. Yeah, let's just let's paint a picture. The house is, I'd say, eighty-five percent done, and the office is about a ninety-five percent done. It's almost there. It's not quite. But uh, it is good enough for uh, for gameplay. Yeah, this is better than the garage, so this is a lot better. But uh, yeah, we also mentioned Andy does have himself a brand new microphone, so he's gonna sound like he is just from a nice, beautiful commercial. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Let's see if we can get a little bit of a difference going. And uh... yeah, we're working on your levels as we speak. Again, like we always say, we we don't edit in this uh, in this pod. We we do it raw, as Tony likes to say. Um, but this is a sport, sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check us out. Uh, you can check out our entertainment pods wherever you're listening. Again, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. The whole deal. And even if iTunes is uh, de- debunked. But uh, we'll get into that in the entertainment podcast. But uh, this is sports. Let's let's dive right on in. What do you say? Uh, absolutely. Well, it uh, looks like we'll start off with... Uh the big uh, NBA Finals matchup. We've had the Toronto Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. Uh, game one was last, was it Tuesday? Thursday. Like I said, Thursday. I don't even know the days anymore. But uh, And then Toronto took care of business pretty well that game. Kevin Durant did not play, but DeMarcus Cousins came back. And, I mean, you could tell it looked like he had missed some time. Like he was still oh, yeah. trying to get back in the swing of things. He's, uh, you know, so... There was that, and then uh, the Toronto Raptors just looked good. I mean, Siakam had the game of his life, and if that's going to help, like I've been saying, if, if as long as other guys can step up, especially that bench, because, I mean, the Raptors do have a better bench than Golden State, then Toronto's going to have a chance to win this series, and they won game one, but I think they really needed to get game two, and they didn't because you find out, we found out about a quarter into the game that Steph Curry was not feeling well. You even see him mouth to the trainer that he's not feeling good and it, it kind of showed he only took i think like one shot in the first quarter maybe like two or three shots in the first quarter and uh he just didn't look like the same guy and then he did kind of get it going a little bit in the towards the end of the second and the start of the third and that's kind of when they went on that run and uh but i mean the raptors were up by 12 at one point in that first half we uh later in the second half clay thompson ends up leaving the game in the fourth quarter with an injury so his health I think is uncertain because they just said, I think uh, what I saw today was that they're uh, delaying like to give results or delaying something about his injury or whatever. But Steve Kerr said that Clay Thompson said he was going to be fine and that he said he's the type of guy that would say that even if he was half dead. So I think it's going to be a little difficult for them to take Thompson off the court unless he absolutely can't move. But uh, what have been your thoughts so far, Andy, on the couple games we've seen in the series? 
Um, yeah, I picked Golden State in five because it just seems like they have, you know, the magic. They've had it for quite a while. But um, I was a little nervous. I mean, not that I'm rooting for them, but, like, Toronto looked like they uh, were going to control the series about, what, 20 minutes into uh, the second – or the the first half of the second game there after they'd won pretty – what wasn't like a blowout, but they played pretty well game one. Yeah, no, they, they looked they very frustrated good game one. Golden State, Golden State just looks thin. Like they had to throw in, give minutes to guys like Quinn Cook. Well, and I, I think it was and, even you that said it, is that there were times in game one where Golden State looked like they desperately needed another shooter. Like it was like, you know, if Curry or Thompson, like they just didn't have another guy. And I think that's actually what did help them a lot game two was that Quinn Cook did come in and hit a, had a stretch where he hit a couple big threes. And so they did have that extra shooter because there was a stretch in that game. in the la- There was like a three-minute stretch in that last five minutes that it was no one was scoring. It was just ugly. A lot of misses. Uh, it just ugly basketball. And, you know, it could have been a time where Golden State could have opened it up and gone up by 15. And it also could have been a time when uh, Toronto took the – it could have gotten the lead back. Because Toronto was down by only two points, I believe, right, with two or three points with – like 27 seconds left and then uh yeah they cut it to two yeah 27, with 27 seconds. seconds and it was kind of it kind of was in like that uh no man's land because it was like okay if you try to play defense all gold state has to do is wait till 24 seconds heave up a shot and by the time that ball's in the air hits the rim someone grabs it toronto's going to be looking at you know two seconds maybe but you know, if you foul, it's like you've got Steph Curry out there. He's probably going to knock down both. And then, you you know, you're in a kind of a whatever spot. But, I mean, it's bottom line is Iguodala, who's a veteran. He's been all the, on all these championship teams, was left wide open, took a three-pointer with about seven seconds left and nailed it. Got Put them up by five points with five seconds left, and that was it. Yeah, I think uh, Toronto played it right. That try to, try to force a turnover, and then once it gets down – under 10, you try to get it out of Curry's hands. So they, they did. Curry almost turned the ball over. Yeah, he did. That was actually a, really good defense. Kind of a miracle pass that Livingston was able to catch. And then, yeah. And they weren't able to foul him right away, and Livingston was able to get a pass off. But if – Well, I'll tell you what. it's They left Iguodala open. I mean, I know it's like a, it's a low percentage shot. It's all – like I said, it's all easy to say now. But even a bad strategy right there, if someone would have been able to get to Iguodala – if someone would have just been covering Iguodala in that situation, I mean, I, you'd almost want to just foul him. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's like a he's, 60%er. Yeah, and there's a good chance he misses at least one, maybe even both, especially on the road late in the game like that. But like I said, it's all hearsay now. The, the guy was open, and it was funny. There was a classic Kawhi Leonard interview after the game when they asked him, like, did you want the ball in his hands at the end of the game? And he said, no, we wanted it in ours. Yeah. yeah, what the, was that like yeah. a Borat question or something? It is kind of fun. It's funny because like some reporters do ask just dumb questions. Like I was actually just watching the uh, a little off topic here, but still basketball, but the, a WNBA game the other night. And uh, after the game, the reporter, the sideline reporter, some woman goes up to one of the players on uh, Phoenix and says like, oh, yeah, you guys did this, this. And you might have had a little and you guys had some luck, to, like maybe some luck tonight or whatever. And I was like, right when she said that, I'm like, oh, she's not going to like that like that statement. And sure enough, she looked at her and she was like, well, I wouldn't say it was luck. Like, we expect to win and we, you know, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, why would you have said that? Like, you basically just told this uh, woman that they won the game because of luck. And it was like, eh, you can't really just say that to someone because obviously these players always believe they can win. But, uh, but yeah, some of those questions these reporters do ask are a little uh, kind of like, yeah, what are you thinking? 
And of course, you say it to the right people like Kawhi Leonard, you know, like some of the guys on the Warriors, they're going to, they don't feel shy about making you sound dumb. <laughs> and that's kind of what Kawhi Leonard did right there. But regardless, though, okay, going forward, though, we got a 1 1 series. We've seen the chirping, which everybody's wanted to see between Drake and the Warriors. I mean, we talked about how game one he wore the Del Curry jersey. Did, did you hear how difficult it was for him to get that? No. So he, uh, his stylist, thought, oh, you know what? We should get him a, a, a Curry jersey. And uh, they went to a shop in Brooklyn, and they didn't have any, but that guy, you know, that's kind of what he does. So he reached out to a friend who reached out to a guy in, like, Florida who wasn't even selling it and didn't want to sell it, and they decided upon – they didn't disclose how much, but he agreed to it. And uh, it was the day before the game, and they're like, uh, we're not going to trust FedEx or anything like to get it up there in a day. So this guy drove 10 hours to get it up to Drake. I must, he must have been paid well. <laughs> God damn. I think it takes longer than 10 hours to get from Florida to Toronto. It might, to have Toronto, not, it might not have been Florida, but yeah. it was somewhere. <clears throat> no, you're probably right, though. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was like the Brooklyn area then. Or, or no. That uh, guy on that Netflix didn't have a spare copy? Oh, the... Uh, like, vintage clothing yeah, guy. Yeah, what is that guy's name now? That guy's in, like, Arizona, though, isn't he? Yeah. He still could have done it for Drake. Someone would have done it for somebody. He could sit next to him. Well, I don't think he would have given him a seat. But, uh, but, like, but to the point of, like, what he's been wearing, game two, he also had wore a sweatshirt that had a knock at Kevin Durant because the back yeah. of it was Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Kevin! With his hands on his face saying, and it said, Kevin... And it's obviously a hit at Durant for how he's like, where is he? He's not playing. So there was that. But then uh, one of the favorite things that I saw that was a video that went on to, like, uh, I think Bleacher Report and House of Highlights. And I noticed it wasn't there today. So it obviously was taken down. So somebody said something to have it get taken down. But uh, it's Durant and Thompson in the tunnel. And Durant's looking around the corner. And Drake's walking by, like, a, probably from, like, probably, like, 15 feet away or so, 20 feet. And people like Drake's full name is his first name is Aubrey, his real name. Oh, they took that down. Yeah. So <laughs> you have Durant like mocking him kind of saying, we'll see you in the Bay, Aubrey. Like, you know, not calling him Drake, you know, and he obviously probably hates his first name because that's why he goes by his middle name. I've a lot of people that, or maybe he does go by Aubrey for his friends, his close friends, you know, maybe. Drake is just a stage name. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But regardless, the way Durant was taunting him with, it made it sound like to me that it's not something that, he goes by too much and he's like, Aubrey, like we'll see you in the Bay Aubrey. And then Clay Thompson is behind him and says, yeah, you weren't talking much tonight. Were you bum ass? <laughs> and bum ass. I love that. I know Thompson's a, he's a, he's a, one of those guys. He doesn't say too much, but you can tell he gets spicy. And, uh, it's just pretty funny because then you hear Drake kind of say like, Oh, it's one, one, it's one, one, you know, whatever. But, uh, it'll be interesting because, you know, I, I still say this for Toronto. I think it doesn't help at times as, when you have a player like a, a fan like that, that is a celebrity mm -hmm. that does try to piss off the other team because it's like, all you're going to do is fire them up. You yeah. so many people try to piss off all these elite teams in the sport and it just fires them up. Like how many times have we seen it in football when some idiot linebacker or defensive player said, yeah, we're shutting down the Patriots this weekend. Like Tom Brady's going down and then they get lit up. It's like, it's just you that fuel to the fire. Has anyone ever tried like kissing their son deeply in front of Tom Brady and try to get in his head? <laughs> Well, you get arrested, uh, maybe. That would, uh... Last thing on Drake here. Oh. Um, have you seen his that he wears that armband? Yeah. Yeah, to cover the... Because he has a tattoo 
the Curry and uh, Durant, Durant, Durant and number. number. Yeah. I, Why I does he have like their that. numbers? Tattooed? I don't know. What a weirdo. Yeah, that is very weird. I know he is friends with them, but he's yeah. never been a loyal fan. He's like, I'm just a fan of the game. I like LeBron too. And yeah, that's a good impression. Well, I think the way it is, is just like Aubrey. He likes Toronto when they're doing well, but it's like, let's be honest. Toronto doesn't have any guys. And I think you look at the roster and you're like right away. Like, yeah, I want to party with those guys. But I mean, it's like, he's, he's a oh, party guy. Jakob Pertle back in the day. <laughs> okay. Party with him. Is that true? Probably. And like I go to freaking Utah. It's San Antonio. No, same I, thing. Like college. Oh yeah. Well, he's probably a Mormon then. Yeah, but he's from you know, some what? other country. Oh, oh he is? So they get down. Oh, then maybe. Yeah. And his Valentinus also yeah. would probably beat people up at a club. I, I can actually yeah. see that shaved head and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, Charles Oakley back in the day, he well, was then, the number one boy. Oh yeah, he was Michael, Michael Jordan's guy. Well, really quickly though, how do we predict this? rest of the series is going to go. What's going to happen game three? I know we don't know the health of Clay Thompson. We don't know if uh, Kevin Durant's playing, but just from what we do know, what do we think? You thinking Golden State goes takes game three? Yes. Yeah. My, my guess, without knowing the health of these guys, is Toronto will win one more. So that's one, one more game than my expect, expectation. Um, I'm, I was happy that uh, DeMarcus Cousins really showed up game two yes he, did. I, uh, he looked pretty good yeah i highlighted it last week i said watch watch for this demarcus okay. cousins guy he, uh, okay so the spread game three is six it's pretty heavy without knowing who's playing but yeah so i mean that see it's interesting to me because you hear these debates like how many points is durant like worth and stuff so this spread right now is six, and I'm assuming that's banking durant's not playing because i haven't heard anything that he is playing so it's almost one of those things where let's say durant you know, they announce it Thursday, I mean, a Wednesday afternoon that, or Wednesday morning that Durant's playing. Where do you think uh, he's, uh, like, I mean, do we, I mean, does that line go up at all? I mean, are we really going to say, like, Toronto would be a seven and a half, eight point underdog? Or not? Yeah, I mean, if Durant comes out, because I'd say it goes up at, like, to eight, to ten, even. It wouldn't go up to ten. It wouldn't go up that much, but. Because usually players, like even the best, best players in like basketball, except for like LeBron James, I know they would say is worth like six or seven points, but I think like most players are worth like a point and a half or two, and that's still like a lot. Then I say seven or eight. I think it's already priced in that he might play. Yeah, that's also true. That's what also some people have to realize too, because that's another big thing is if, if he does play and that line does only go up to maybe six and a half, and that tells you that, yes, they priced that line with the fact that, oh, maybe he will play. And then... Obviously, once people find out, like, oh, he's not playing, then you never know. Maybe it even goes down to, like, five and a half or five because this is the finals. I mean, you're going to give everything you've got every game, like, balls to the wall. There's no next series for anybody. So you just – I just feel like Toronto, you know, they are going to – they should be able to compete in any game. I don't think any game is going to be blowout. I think every game is going to kind of be like how these have been. Like, the I don't know how much Toronto won by the first game, but it, what what – do you remember? I think it was between 12 and 15 or something at the end. Yeah, but I think um, they pulled away a little at the end. I think there was even still yeah, like – it, it Golden State just couldn't get within under seven. It yeah, because like. they would get it to eight. I think they got it – like you said, I think they got it to six once in the second half, and then they built it back up. But then, uh, then the last game actually – because like I said, Golden State wasn't able to score many points in a – like at all the last like five, six minutes. So Toronto was able to finish that game only down by – 
only lose by five, and that was a late three. So, I mean, I just think a lot of these games will continue to be close. Like you said, I think Toronto could sneak one more. They have to win one more in Golden State. I, I think if Toronto wins one in Golden State, I think that could make the series very interesting. But if Golden State goes out and wins you know, the next two, then it gets to the point where is Toronto going to have the energy to like, not like they wouldn't have the energy, but I mean, would they be able to have it in them to win game five at home or are they just going to, or is it just going to end at the point where it's like, this team's just too good. And I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, everything is still open. I think Toronto can still win this series, even if, you know, Clay is fully healthy because the Warriors have looked very flawed at times and Toronto, Toronto's defense is really, really good. They have, just a number of guys who can just play tough. Like Sean noted how uh, Lowry and Van Vliet are just both little stocky guys. It's they're like they, they play way stronger than their, oh yeah, work their height. Six foot one, I said, or yeah, something? They're, they're, they're workhorses. They get out there and they just kick ass until they foul out or can't play anymore. And then, yeah, if the Golden State's relying on Andrew Bogut or Alfonso McKinney or some of these guys to make some big plays – I mean, they did not get that in game one. And, I mean, you can't really expect them to do anything. I, I don't think Quinn Cook's going to go three for four for no, three again. No, not. But maybe someone else will step up, and or maybe yeah, they just maybe don't need them. McKinney or, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is the thing, though, is, like, especially a guy like Van Vliet. Like, these aren't guys that were big high school recruits. They're, they weren't guy or, like, with Van Vliet, at least. He's not a guy that was a big high school recruit. He wasn't even drafted. This is a guy that has had to give 100% at every – at the sport his entire life and it really shows when he's on the court you know he really he does really well he plays with a lot of heart and uh he's become a special player he's uh reminds me of, he's a better version of uh he's also a little bit different of a player because he can shoot but reminds me also of that like a better version of the tj mcconnell on philadelphia where they're just these two little guys that you just look at them and you're like how are you a professional basketball player and then you watch them on the court and it's just the little things they do and the good gritty defense they play in the hustle and, that, you know, you just can't – as a coach, that's like a dream player to have. Like, if you have a guy like that on your team, it's it, – a lot of stuff can happen. It's the stuff that doesn't always show up in the stats also, like him maybe diving for a ball and blocking it away, or you put the pressure on Curry that forces the turnover and stuff like that. So, we'll see. I mean, I've uh, bet on Golden State the first two games, and it's kind of funny because it's I'm not a Golden State fan. I, I have said on the podcast before that I prefer Toronto to win, but – I mean, I bid on the first game, them being a dog, and it lost. But then last game, I bid on it again because I was like, they have to come out and win. I, don't, I think even they know they can't go down 2-0. And then a couple little prop bets I did that one was the Draymond Green between points, rebounds, assists, over 30.5 because I figured he was going to have to – he would come out with energy and then had Golden State to score 20 points first, which we pointed out I got very lucky on. I think the score was like 19-13 to 13 or 19-14 to 14 at one point in favor of Toronto. And then had Golden State score over 105. I thought that was way too low. Even though they scored 105, I think, with like 106 with like five and a half minutes left. And then with like two minutes left, they like still had 106 or something like that. So it was. Yeah, they went almost five minutes without scoring at the end yeah. of the game. They really almost choked. Well, and then, been... I mean, that was a game that was. And basketball is such a game of runs. That's why I get so much anxiety betting on it and stuff, is because, like we said, Toronto was up by 12 at one point in the first half. And then they said between the end of the second quarter to the start of the third, Golden State went on a 20-0 run in, that, in like a six- or seven-minute span. That so, was I mean, crazy. Toronto, you really got to factor that. And that's what scared me about Toronto. And I think I brought that up last week on the podcast, and we talked about it, and I talked about it in the Philadelphia series too, is that's what scares me with Toronto is they do go on those little spurts where they just don't score for a little bit. 
because if somebody's not scoring on the offense, you know, and they don't have a hot hand, sometimes they struggle to score. And that was always what scares me about, uh, about them, but we'll see. Yeah, you see with, like, Marcus Gasol had a really great game one. Didn't and he? Siakam, yeah. And it didn't was do anything in game two. I mean, Siakam is still going to give you good stuff. I don't know what his stats were game two, but I know he'll still give you production. But Marcus Gasol, I think that was just a great game by him, and you can't expect that from Marcus Gasol every game. Like, that's going to be a one out of, like, it was, like, the same thing, like, kind of like Brooke Lopez in the last series. Like, he had that great game one also, and it was like, then after that he was kind of whatever the rest of the series. But it helps, though, when those backup guys – when it's not the star guys that come up, that's when, you know, things get good. So we'll see. Yeah, it's nice that the NBA Finals is actually in question this year. Yeah. But it also kind of sucks that it seems like the reason is because there's injuries that a fully healthy Golden State would still probably run through everyone. So. Oh, yeah. And that's what will suck is if, let's say, Durant doesn't come back at all this series, or even if he comes back for, let's say, it comes back game six or seven or something, they lose and they don't win it this year. That is kind of what people try to say is like, oh, well, they – and like, oh, they Durant was out. They weren't healthy. And you'll have all those people that just love Golden State that come out and just – and that, that's what will be upsetting because it will be more of that. I feel like in the media is what would have happened if Durant played or what would have happened if the Warriors were healthy. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like, give it to the Raptors if they win it. It's like they won it. You know, how about – fuck, who cares how they all did? It's the Raptors won. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh... – the people up in Canada will care too much about that. Oh, I don't either, and I don't. I think more people than not won't care too much. I think a lot of people will be happy to see the Giants finally fall, but we'll see. So, what else you got for us, Andy? Well, you know, this might not be Toronto's last chance for a title with Kawhi. There's a little Go bit on. of news that came in today. Okay. Um, sources say that Kawhi has bought property in Toronto. Ooh. Now, it was a big deal when Kawhi bought That's a house not in San Diego. Happy. Yeah, LeBron bought a house in L.A. not that long ago, and his, his kid signed up for an L.A. school. So everyone's looking at these little things like this. So um, there's some people that think Kawhi will resign on a short-term deal. Hmm. So, How old is Kawhi Leonard? Do I think know? he's only 27, 28. I want, yeah, I was going to say, but I think he's about my age. He's not 30 yet, so he, he, could, yeah. he could do a, a like two-year two deal, deal. Wait like till he's Durant 30, did. then come out to L.A. or something. Yeah. I honestly would have kind of applaud him on that because I think he sees that Golden State's coming to an end. I think if he looks at the East, he's kind of like, we're the best team. Yeah. You know, and if he stays, maybe they even get someone else to join them. There'll be some good free agents. I'm not saying one of those top guys will join him, but at least someone that can help. But you look at the East, and it's like, we don't know still with like, I mean, this will all be a discussion another time, but we've talked about briefly, but like Milwaukee, we thought they needed someone else to help the Greek freak. Philadelphia, we don't even know where some of these guys are going and who's staying. And then you look at Boston, I mean, Kyrie's probably gone, and that team seemed a little dysfunctional this year. So, I mean, maybe he does see an opportunity like, hey, even if we lose this year, I think this team can go back and, you know, maybe win it. Yeah, um, there's some other Kawhi news about his logo that there was a story about people didn't really know, but the Clippers were trying to buy Kawhi's logo from Nike, which is like I never even knew he had a logo. Yeah, I guess it's called, he calls it the claw. It's got a. It's That's what a they K. call you, Andy. Yeah, it's a K and an L, and then it's like shaped like a hand because you know Kawhi's known for his massive hands, just one of his uh, things. He's not known for his personality, but he's known for his. Uh, he palms that basketball like it's nobody's business. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he made this logo, and from what he says, he he drew this logo when he was in college. 
and he gave it to Nike to do something with. And Nike went ahead and tried to copyright it. And I guess they did, and he's suing them, saying, no, I created that. Well, I want it back. It is strange. Well, I don't what's know. interesting about the logo, too, is if you can notice something in it. Can you notice what I can notice? It's supposed to be like a two or something. Well, to me, it looks like a K and an L. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, the, the yeah. twos in their stuff. So my point is, is he's trying to say, like, it's obvious that they probably stole it because if it does look like it'd be his design because it's basically a claw out of his out of his. No, I mean, it is that. Yeah. No, Nike's not denying that's what okay. it is. They're just saying they they that they are copywriting it and Kawhi saying no, I actually drew it myself. It's not something that you guys didn't make it for me. I actually made this. So. Huh. Um, but there were some rumors about the Clippers trying to buy it. I, no one really knows if that was true, but that could be. Well, while we're on that subject, yeah. though, too, of Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, Andy, how about you explain to us why the Clippers got fined for the some just talking about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, so I think everyone knows the Clippers are heavily interested in Kawhi Leonard, that he's from Southern California. And also fit the team perfectly. even Vegas knows because the Clippers already going into next year were currently 12 to 1 odds to win it, and that tells me that Vegas thinks Kawhi could There's be going there. There's other free agents they can get. It's, it's a very agents. deep class this year. Well, then it's – it's definitely telling me that Vegas thinks there's a very good chance that Clippers get somebody. Yeah, but it, it seems like that he's the number one target. He's he's still very young. He does a bunch of different things, and he fits the team perfectly. He doesn't seem like a guy who needs to score 38 a game or anything. He likes helping the team in other ways. Um, so it just kind of seemed like a good fit. Uh, the Clippers have been sending scouts to watch Toronto games. And it's just they're just they're making it known already that they are they'd like to sign him, um, but you're not allowed to make like reach out to players before the free agency period. They call mm-hmm. it tampering, mm-hmm. and uh, Magic Johnson's very familiar with this. He was uh, similarly fined fifty thousand dollars for saying how much he likes watching Giannis Antetokounmpo on like Jimmy Kimmel's show. Didn't say anything about Lakers trying to sign him or anything. Just said like. I think he's really good and can win a title someday. And that was considered tampering. <laughs> but Magic got uh, in more trouble for what he did with Paul George, where they were... Went to, like, dinner or something, didn't they? They or were doing uh, weird stuff. But uh, the NBA is really sensitive about this now, and especially yeah. because if Lakers fans are upset that Magic got fined, they're going to want to see the Clippers get fined as well. Um, if they commit anything like this, and Doc Rivers basically did the same thing, he appeared on a ESPN show with Stephen A. Smith, and he just let his thoughts be known about you know the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and said that uh, Kawhi Leonard is the closest thing to Jordan. Not saying that he's you know the second best player, but just in play style, and that the big hands, the great defense, you know mid range game. He said he, he's a lot. He reminds him a lot of Jordan, and yeah. That was considered tampering. And I, I actually agree with that because I think if the NBA is a different game now than it was when Jordan played. And I feel like if Kawhi did play in the 90s, because Kawhi, I feel like, was a guy that would have been like fit perfectly in like the 90s basketball, late 80s. He would have been like that because the three-pointer wasn't so, as big of a thing then. I mean, people shot it, but it wasn't like today's game. And so it's one of those things where it's like if Jordan, if Kawhi was in playing basketball in the 90s, late 80s, I feel like he would have been exactly like Jordan, like not too many threes, a lot of mid-range good defense and then if Jordan was playing today though it'd be interesting because he probably would have been more of a three-point shooter yeah it extended his range a bit I mean yeah. he did take some but yeah. no I know but I'm saying like it would have been even more so but uh yeah well 
pretty crazy. Hopefully, uh, I do. I would honestly like to see Kawhi in court just to try to fight this though, because Kawhi's not a very talkative person. Yeah, bring players. a person. He just does like hand motions. Yeah. He's like, yeah. now nah, let me speak on behalf of Kawhi. Say he's like, you tell him this. Well, uh, we have any other basketball news? I do. Okay. And I, I didn't tell you guys in advance. Oh, I, yes. This is going to be a surprise this. to all of us. I your, uh, your, your fresh opinion Well, this here. is all news oh, to us. There we go. You guys happened to see um, former President Obama at the game Oh, last yeah, night? we did. I mean, and I so, didn't see him in person, but, yeah, I saw they showed him there. So I guess in a conversation with Michael Wilbon, he remarked about how great of a defender Gary Payton was and that Gary Payton, when he defended Jordan in the finals, made Jordan shoot like he was Kobe. Which is calling out, basically saying how Kobe is not wasn't as efficient of a shooter. This sounds like tampering to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did not know that he's talking shit on Kobe. Yes. Mm. So I mean, he's not going to win re-election in California, mostly <laughs> because he's not eligible to run again. But hmm, yeah. damn. Has so, Jordan said anything, or Peyton, or Kobe? I mean, Gary Payton <laughs> probably has. I don't know. Kobe, they Gary said. Gary Payton was like, "Yes, Mr. President, yeah. I agree." They said Kobe should uh, do an episode just on like Obama and like break <laughs> down his shot and, and his jeans and. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, I I like that Obama's getting involved. I mean he. He wore a leather jacket. Yeah, I mean just. You wouldn't. I feel like that's weird though. That, like I'm surprised Obama would try to shoot down someone like Kobe because I imagine he's such a fan of the yeah. sport of basketball. That I'm surprised. I mean he he's, would, he's a Chicago guy. So. I know he is, but still wasn't like. Kobe beat the Bulls so many times. No, but there's still just a Kobe versus Jordan thing. So no, you're right, and and I think yeah, you know, it's hey, definitely true. Haters going to hate. Yeah, that's true. Haters are the motivators, Andy. That's true. And we don't know. Maybe Kobe didn't vote for him. That's also true. We also we have yeah. Maybe I mean, Tom Brady's openly a Trump supporter, and I know that it irks a lot of people because it seems like all these more celebrities than not are against him. So I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe who who ran against Obama those times? Mitt Romney. Mitt Rom- I could see Kobe being a Mitt Romney guy, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Family man. <laughs> Probably a basketball fan also. I would assume. I mean, so. yeah, he's in Utah now, and Utah loves their basketball. Oh, they yeah, they do. Certainly one of his kids got Weird, pretty, like, pretty close to even Utah and Indiana college, might be the two whitest states, and they love basketball. They just, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That's been Andy's Obama corner. Yes. So, uh, well, then I guess we should just shift really quickly to uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's sure. do it. So game th- four is currently going on right now, and it is now – I'm glad we actually said this at a good time. It is now 4-2 to two St. Louis. Okay. They just scored an empty netter, I imagine, with a minute and a half left. And uh, they will now even the series up at two. So uh, Still have a chance. Yeah, they They have do. played very poorly in their two losses. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2-2, two, two, so, so they got to feel good about it. The games themselves. in this series have been 4-2 Boston, which was game one, and then St. Louis came out and won more of a St. Louis-type game, 3-2, a little lower scoring. And then game three at home, which was their home opener in the Stanley Cup, was just awful. Boston came out, gave it to them early. We're up 3-0 at the end of the first, ended up winning 7-2. And then St. Louis is up 4-2 now with 40 seconds left. They're going to win. We can't obviously officially say if it'll be a 4-2 final, but they're not going to lose this game. Series is going to be tied at two. Uh, And I'll be interesting because now they go back to Boston. Uh, I imagine if I had to bet on the game, I haven't really bet on any hockey games. Actually, no, I just lied to you. I did bet on this game. I I bet on something on this game today. 
I did say, because I fig figured after that loss, St. Louis was going to need this game. I bet that St. Louis would score the first goal in the game, and they scored about 44 seconds into the game. That's good. So that was a nice, uh, easy win for uh, Tony's take today. Love that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think uh, game, game five will be big, obviously. But if St. Louis wins game five, then there's a – Obviously, a very good chance that maybe they can do this. But if Boston wins Game Five, I think that game is gonna is bigger for Boston than St. Louis because I think if Boston wins it, then it's like okay, whatever, we can go back to St. Louis. If we lose there, we come back home. But if St. Louis wins that game, man, they're gonna have the momentum, and they are going to come back home with the crowd tasting the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm cheering for St. Louis. I mean, they've never won it. And you just think about like how that team performed this year, like where they were in the you know a week into the new year with you know last place, and they had they called up a rookie goalie who is now their goaltender in the Stanley Cup, and it's pretty remarkable the season they've had. So still cheering that it that fairy tale comes yeah. has a good ending. But also uh, before I left, I saw um, Zdeno Chara get his uh, teeth knocked out. I did hear about that. that. I didn't know he it was, was Chara though. He was bleeding everywhere. He What's was, his uh? Wrecking Ball Joe did say all he said was as you know people that have listened to this podcast that have heard Joe know how he speaks and all it was was in a text message was puck to the mouth yeah oh my god and it's just kind of like okay well he honestly probably doesn't even know who Zidane Char is but so it wouldn't have helped him in this case but he does not wear like a visor yeah it's interesting it's just straight helmet it's kind of crazy I mean it is official four two final. But yeah, that is crazy. He's like one of the last people to do it. And also on skates, he's like a nine foot four or something yeah. like that. He's a giant. He's a scary guy. I do have something else with hockey I want Ooh, okay. Tony to answer for. Um, I know you uh, sometimes uh, will enjoy some uh, content from Barstool Sports, one of our competitors, one of uh -huh. our rivals. I think we're neck and neck. In, uh, it's pretty close. Yeah. Sometimes we're um, ahead, sometimes we're behind. There was a little bit of a controversy that they had. Uh, they sponsored the towel giveaway at the uh, Bruins game the, the other night. Oh, yeah. And people are upset because they're a little, say, at best, uh, call them a little edgy, maybe not family-friendly. Uh, shouldn't be sponsoring a family event like a hockey game. Yeah, no, I would agree so, with that. Uh, some people weren't, weren't too happy about that. So are you fine with that? Is is you think hockey is different than all the rest and can, uh, nah. you know, say we, we can do that because we're, we're hockey. We're about fights and stuff like this. Or nah, I still feel like at the end of the day, it's still more of it, it's a family event. Like, yeah, there's fighting in hockey, but you're still taking your kids to hockey games and stuff like that. And Barstool, yeah. I mean, it's in the name, Barstool. Yeah, I mean, I it's. I mean, and I've, I do follow their accounts. I follow their gambling account. I follow, they have another one called Smoke Shows where they'll just show like photos of, like kind of actually what Tony's take did first. Yeah. Where they show like hot chicks and stuff and talk about them. So yeah, it is definitely more of a guy's website. But I mean, there's also some women. I mean, there's a lot of women out there that enjoy sports and they have like, they even have podcasts that are women that do the podcast. So so I guess I should say it's for, it is for adults. You know, it'd be one thing Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report's a family-friendly House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, that whole, like, duo there is a family-friendly stuff. They're always posting positive stuff. But, I mean, let's face it, Barstool's more of the for college kids, really. That's who their main target is. And, uh, yeah, so they probably shouldn't have been. And also, everybody knows that, like, the, their 
president, their head honcho, Portnoy, is a huge. Yeah, that was also guy. very um, awkward. Was that it was like brought to you or just like thanking Barstool and whatever he calls himself, the president or whatever. Yeah, he calls and himself it was like, El president. Is that guy Dante really that vain? He needs to be on. Oh, the he towel. is that. He is that vain. <laughs> he uh, he's definitely got. I think it definitely got some like little man syndrome because I don't think he's yeah. very tall, and I. Th- He's and he's in his early 40s. It's not like he's some young stallion either. You know, he's I mean, 40s is still very young, you know, anybody listening. But uh, it's just that he he is very vain. He is an asshole. He's a he if he if you watch the stuff he does, he's not like shy about it. He's almost got that attitude of, you know, try to come do something, even though he's not like that big of a person. But he's like, it just almost begs someone to try to do something. He's probably the type of guy that would honestly file a lawsuit if anybody did ever hit him. And it's almost like he begs that on. But, I mean, you saw the stuff with the commissioner stuff, how they went into the Super Bowl stuff and disguised themselves and asked these questions and stuff to the Patriot yeah. players. And I think he's what they call a mass hole. Go on. It's a term. A I know, what? but what is it? What's the term mean? An asshole from Massachusetts. Oh. An there's, asshole, a special, huh? there's a special breed of it. Yeah, the East Coast has definitely got are... a different uh, – you know, and the fact that he's lived in New York, I think, for a while now and then mixed with – but everything over there is so clustered. I feel like when someone goes to from Massachusetts to like New York, that's like us going from here to like Corona or something like that. It's yeah. really, it's not far. They're condensed over there. Yeah. I took a bus to Boston from New York. Just wasn't far. I mean, if you just said you took a bus, I'd be more surprised. I, well, you it seemed like a bus type of guy. I'm definitely not, but it was 12 <laughs> bucks versus like 200 bucks for a train or yeah, something. I guess you're a money saving type of guy. So twelve dollars all day long. I had my own row. I uh, I watched a movie on my iPad. How many orphans were there? Because I think that's the only people who use those big those long term buses. That's a long term bus. A long there's hauler. always there's always some like guys like look, I bought you a bus ticket out of town. Take it. Yeah, you know, you I feel like that's like a Simpsons episode. I something. gave everyone an ocular pat down upon uh, boarding the vessel, and uh, it was like an old lady and like her grandkid, and like some guy oh, who's so probably going there for a job. And I don't know, there's like eight people going on this bus. I booked it a day in advance. And it was like four years ago. <laughs> there was two years ago, I guess. How uh, fast did that bus have to go before it exploded? Well, I had to maintain a constant speed of 71 miles an hour. Anything less, and then, yes, it would... Uh, Made good time. Implode. Yeah, we got there in about yeah. two hours. There you go. All righty. Wow, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I think this is still the sports episode. No, this, this is, is Bus Talk with Don't Stake. Bus Talk. <laughs> we give you the live updates. All the buses around Orange County. But uh, anyway, Andy, I know you had... Uh, what else you got for us here? I think that's it for hockey. Yeah, we're... Uh, I think we're done with those uh, two uh, playoff sports for. Yeah, right I think now. by the time we come back here next Monday, the we'll hockey. A, we'll have a champion the, there, most will likely. We? Most likely. I feel like if it goes game seven, because I feel like game five will be Thursday because the NBA is on Wednesday. Game seven might be. Next uh, it is yeah. Wednesday. Game five is Wednesday? Yeah, I've been told it's Wednesday. For I don't hockey? have that in front of me, but yes, I was told oh, it was damn, Wednesday. Oh, damn, that's actually kind of – that surprises me just because of uh, – I know. I, I was saying the same thing. And, yeah – no, it's Thursday. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. Goose told me. So, yeah, it's yeah, a five well, and then uh, Sunday. I also know that Goose doesn't know basketball. Oh, uh, speaking of Goose, he did relay a message to me uh, wishing us luck in our new office. Oh. And also he wants to say hi to Jill. So. <laughs> oh, how lovely. Well, Jill, if you're listening – Shout out to Jill. Actually, I saw her today at lunch, and uh, I told her 
we'll uh, we'll definitely have to get her and Tommy back in here to do one a happy hour pod when the studio is officially opened. Like we said, this is a soft open. All right, so the end of their schedule really quickly. It is Thursday, game five, like we just said, and then game six would be Sunday. So if there is a game seven, that won't be until Wednesday. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah So they, and that's kind of interesting to me that you would have a game seven and then two days after or three days after the game six. So that's that'll be... By the way, we'll uh, probably want to consider pushing next Monday's game oh, or pod to Tuesday because the game is at six on Monday. Uh, They're gonna try to push the game. Like Commissioner well, Silver, like we've. I got did a, ask, and you know what's funny is I was gonna play basketball on Monday with a coworker, so I was gonna ask to push it anyway. Yeah, well, but perfect. now I'm not gonna play basketball with a coworker. Yeah. I'm gonna watch basketball. And that would be what game five on Monday. Six on really for basketball. No five. My bad. Five. Yeah. I'm a game ahead. Yeah, so, all right. Well. So, yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about coming Tuesday next Tuesday will be perfect because that would be in between games anyway. And who knows? Maybe by Tuesday, actually, we could have a champion because that would be game five. Maybe Warriors win the next three. Maybe Toronto shocks the world and wins the next three. Unlikely, but yeah. crazier things have happened. The world may be shocked, so get ready, world. Yeah, we're going to have some shocking developments. Also, this room could be even more lively than it is right now. Yeah, when the giraffes come in. What? Well, we are getting giraffes. Yeah, that's true. We got it, is some. A, it is a big enough ceiling. I think we can pull it off. Uh, they'd have to crouch until they hit the middle. So I got a chapel vibes in here right now because of the ceiling. Yeah. But uh, All right, anything else to get to, into on sports before we uh, wrap her up? Yeah, the uh, National Football League. We need to talk about it because it's just there, and it'll you kind of forget. Be- it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, so uh, there's still some uh, little uh, moves being made. Um, a a California team, they made a, a move acquiring or signing Richie Incognito, who's a uh, offensive lineman who uh, is well, way more well-known than his talent level, we'll say. L- let me ask really quick. Sean, do you know who Richie Incognito is? No. You would hate him. <laughs> Why is his name fake? He is the biggest piece of shit, arguably, in the in the league. He's yeah. got a massive amount of mental problems. He uh, looks like he's, he's from Iowa. How he still keeps playing. Nebraska is, went to college, okay. But he's from New Jersey. Him. But anyway, Andy, floor is yours. Yeah, some highlights from his history. He... Uh, bullied a teammate into quitting football and then that teammate um ended up calling in that he was going to shoot up his old high school that's how like messed up that guy got just from being bullied by this guy so that's a crazy story in the nfl yeah are you uh what was that guy's name that he bullied again jonathan martin that's right i knew it was something Martin. he uh was always known for committing the most like personal foul penalties in the nfl um he ended up retiring a couple of years ago and then wanted to come back. And then, you know, he, like, called the cops and said, like, the government is, you know, after him or something. They're in his phone. And it's just like, oh, man, this guy played a lot of football, got some concussions, and has lost his mind. And he was already a terrible person when he had most of his mind intact. Um, so he's going to play for the Raiders. That seems like the most fitting thing possible. Yeah. Uh, their new GM, Mike Mayock, said uh, they can't all be Boy Scouts. Which is like, well, this is probably the worst guy you can think of to have join your team, except that they already signed Vontae's yeah, perfect earlier just, this offseason. I was going to get there if you weren't. It is crazy what the Raiders are doing right now. They've already been the the team in the past that has no discipline and always it leads the league by miles in yardage. 
uh, for penalties, and they look like they're just drafting guys to do that again. That team, I mean, we'll obviously get more into football once we get a little closer, and we'll probably we'll do what we do every year or what we've done every year so far that we've done this podcast is uh, our win totals over unders for teams. And it kind of shocked me a little bit, but the Raiders currently right now, their over under is only six. So that tells you that Vegas doesn't think too highly of this team this year. And I don't blame them with everything they've put on and everything. I mean, you got perfect. You got incognito Antonio Brown seems like he's going to be a drama queen. If things don't go well for him in the first few weeks like if he's not able to get the ball because he's gonna obviously be the main focus on defenses and you know he's not gonna be on as good of a team as he has been before that he could start getting frustrated I imagine and it could get ugly and I mean I guess the the, you thankfully for the Raiders that you've got John Gruden as a coach who's a veteran coach who doesn't really stand for much BS but it'll be interesting he'll take all the boys out for some wings it's gonna be yeah But on the complete opposite side of Antonio Brown, Andy, Juju Smith-Schuster, he, let me tell you how great of a guy he is. Oh, I saw this story. Yeah. There was, Sean, you might enjoy this story. So Juju Smith-Schuster, who is. God, what are these names? (laughs) He's the man. He plays for for the Pittsburgh Steelers. uh, Had a fan. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Message him on Instagram or something. And said how his girlfriend had just broken up with him. And so he didn't have a date for the prom if Juju would go with him. And Juju went with him. They wore matching suits that I imagine Juju bought them that I was probably inexpensive. I'd like to think he had a bigger size for Juju. Hey, wear my suit. I know that's not how it happened, but I'd like to think <laughs> okay. that's going to happen. I got I, this I for like, you. I still like this to be Juju story. That Juju comes in like, what are you wearing? No. Yeah. You can sleep I in the got, other bunk geez. next to me at home. But I think it's just cool because you know all those guys are in that Pittsburgh area, right? It was in the Pittsburgh area, I assume. I'm just assuming. Yeah. yeah. that They're probably all big Steeler fans too, so it's probably cool for that whole group. And it's an ultimate fuck you to the girlfriend. You break up with him before prom. Now he's all over social media. He's going to gain followers. He's on Juju's social media page. You think uh, Juju got the hotel room? Oh, Andy. Shame oh, on you. Andy, no. This the is boy. A, this is a Steeler player. Not a Raider. I will say that's going against the grain. With that said, can you blame him if there's a few 18-year-old girls there? Just at least turn his head. Juju's not as old as we think. Juju's only like 22. So, I mean, 18-year-old girl, 22-year-old guy, not a crime. That's still a scandal waiting to happen. But it's in the NFL, so of all scandals, consider that's fine. If he was like a rock star in the 80s, everyone would be like, wow, she's a little old for you, don't you think? No, Andy, shame on you. Is this I mean, Roman go, Polanski? Go look it up. Every single one of them had like 14-year-old girlfriends, so it's creepy. All righty. No comment, and that's been Andy's Corner with rock stars and underage people. But uh, <laughs> is that it for football? Do we have any more sports news? I'll say this really quick. I can't believe that. I actually looked it up. That's his actual <laughs> goddamn name, Richie Incognito. Oh, I thought you were talking about Juju. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Juju, I understand. That's probably fine. But Richard Dominic Incognito Jr. Oh, there's another one. What the fuck is that? Andy, What? where is that from? That's not Irish. Not goddamn English. Italian. Ito, see? Incognito. Incognito. It was nope. probably like an Ellis Island thing where it's like... Of course it was an Ellis Island in- thing. Incognito. But... And they're like, incognito? And I'm like, yeah. That was a good uh, impersonation there. You're you're I taking Joe's place. Yeah, I could have seen you being at LSI. Is that really how they did it? They just announced your last name? Yeah, you'd say something, and they're like, you're now Jenkins. And then you yeah. have to live Ooh. with it. 
This is like I know what, the Simpsons have done. Like you, you would be Tony. Cats, just cats. No, yeah, it's basically what I am. It's like what they did in Animal House when they uh, take the new pledges. From now on, your your name Flounder. is your Delta Tau Chi name is uh, Flounder. All, All right. right. Any more sports talk? I don't think I, so. I but, think we need to talk about but that at this, boxing match. Okay, I was gonna say I knew we were forgetting Boxing's something. Boxing's in the news. Like yeah, boxing. Time in a long time. And so th- that's what I was actually gonna bring up when we talked about this. I don't even remember these guys' names though. <laughs> Um, fat guy and like Daniel or something. It's a British man. Fat guy and Daniel. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna search that and just see if it comes up. So it was on this uh, new app. It wasn't on like a pay per view or anything. So it's a. But it's got to be a success for them. So it was Andy Ruiz Jr. and yep. he defeated Anthony Joshua. And no Daniel. He was. Uh, Andy Ruiz was a was a 12 to one underdog to win that fight. And I think that was the greatest thing that could have happened for boxing because, like you said, it's the first time you've seen, like, boxing really in the news since, like, McGregor fought, uh, wow, why can't I even, oh, Mayweather in the boxing match. It's like. Yeah, you had that Canelo fight last year. Um, but yeah, nothing's really, like, been a big story. Um, this wasn't, it wasn't a super hyped match coming in, um, but now the next one will. When, you know, this guy's going to fight again. He's going to fight this guy again at some point. And now people will be more interested. Like, yeah, I said boxing just has a problem with. And it's cool, too, because it's the heavyweights. It's the big boys yeah, also. You know, one, it's the, not the scrappers. It's the heavyweights haven't been interesting in, in a very long time. Yeah, they, they I think they said even from what I saw that on that it was like the biggest, biggest uh, upset. Well, since Tyson and Douglas, but they were was Tyson heavyweight. Yeah, so yeah, since Tyson and Buster Douglas, so. Um, and if, if anyone gets a chance to Google Andy Ruiz Jr. compared to Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua is a heavyweight, but he's pretty ripped up. Andy Ruiz Jr. just looks like a guy that just eats burgers and. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so I Googled fat guy and Daniel. <laughs> I went to pictures. Oh, boy. And there's a postcard from 1910 <laughs> oh. of Daniel Lambert and it says in parentheses weight 52 stone 11 pounds Stanford and it is a it's a photo picture of god damn it looks like fat bastard it's pretty, that's funny what's what is 52 stone i don't know a stone is a stone is, a unit of measurement stones like 10 Kilograms or something? I don't know. Hmm. It's British bullshit. How many stones am I? I mean, you're made of flesh. You're not stone at all. You're saying this man is? Unless there's something we don't know. Nope. All right, well, any more uh, sports stuff? I think that's it for sports. Maybe next week we have a champion in uh, one of the sports. Maybe we have a champion in both sports. I hope not. Maybe we'll just have our own parade. Yes, that's actually very possible as well. We'll just have to pull the permits now, arrange it. Yeah, we'll be working on that. All right. I want to dance around like Mark Madsen. It's a good memory. One day. That is a good memory, huh? Good, Andy. I'm glad you enjoy that memory. We'll leave it with that. Um, You've been listening to episode 117 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had... Tony, no spill, cats. Yes, we did. And off-road Andy.
goodbye. Make sure you check out our entertainment pod, and we'll see you later.